Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. So when I was 10 years old, our house caught on fire. It was, it was January and just super cold. I grew up down in the San Luis Valley in Colorado. And the main damage to the house was the whole upstairs basically burned off. The, the roof burned out. The whole upstairs was damaged and, and probably about half of the downstairs. Well, my brother and I lived upstairs, which was uh, just kind of a big room, one big room and um, unfinished room at one end. But we just shared this great big room as a bedroom. Well, the insurance company came and got to work, got our house put back together. We had to go live in a trailer house uh, for about six months. Well, when they finished the house that summer, um, my mom got some money from the insurance company basically to replace our personal items. You know, the things like the furniture and the clothes and the things like that that were lost in the fire. And so she gave myself, um, she gave well, me and my brother each got $200. And that was money basically to go buy the toys and the clothes and then you know, kind of the, some of the things. And she basically took over the cl- clothes buying. And so she gave us $200 to go out and replace some of the, the toys and the personal items that we had. And I'll tell you, some things just weren't replaceable. I had like a trophy from Pee Wee football that I had won in fourth grade. We won first place on our, our JC Flake football team. I had a bowling trophy from uh, winning like first or second place in a bowling tournament that summer that I was in the year before. So some of those things you can't replace, but the toys and stuff, yeah, that's what the money was for. So now go back. This was 1977 and $200 for a 10-year-old. That was a lot of money. I, I was like, wow, this is like Christmas in, in, in June, right? I was like, wowza. So one of the things I did is, you know, I went downtown. I just went kind of nuts. But one of the main things that I bought was this inflatable raft. I, I remember I bought it at like coast to coast, I think. It was back in their toy section. It was in this box. And I lived near the Rio Grande River. In fact, we, we lived down this dirt road next to the railroad tracks called the Peavine. And you could just follow those railroad tracks down and you come out on the Rio Grande River. So we were down there all the time playing and messing around. So I was sitting there in the store, and I'll never forget. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be I'm gonna be rafting the Rio Grande River. I'm going to see how far I can go in this thing. So I brought that thing home, and, of course, my mom rolled her eyes at me like, what in the world? And I was like, yep, I'm going to take her down to the river and go rafting. And she's like, okay, you know, whatever. And uh, that's just the way, you know, we were raised. Just be home for dinner, and everything's good. So I hauled this raft down there to the river. It's got uh, these oars that you put together. They are plastic two-piece. I remember they were blue and yellow, and you just screwed them together. And then it had this, like, little hand pump, and you stuck the little nozzle in this this inflatable hole for the raft, and you pumped it up. So I got it all put together, and I was just all excited. You know, I'm like, yep, here we go. So I jump in kind of where the railroad tracks cross over the river, and I jump in the river right there in this boat. And... It did not go well. Let me just tell you that. By the time I got through this whole ordeal, I had floated maybe 100 yards total. I probably swam another 100 yards and ended up dragging this wet, deflated raft out of the river and ended up having to haul that thing home. And what I learned at that moment is I did not purchase a whitewater raft capable of tearing through the rapids on the Rio Grande River. What I ended up purchasing... And bringing home an unboxing was a vinyl inflatable floaty that looked like a small raft, but was really designed for the backyard pool, which, you know, we did not have a backyard pool. So this is one of those things that we've probably all had this experience, you know, where we go out and we purchase something, an item, and it turns out to be completely different than what we thought. Now, it's not a big deal on smaller items that you you purchase, but on bigger items, it can be a great big deal. And I mean, personally, I got lucky. I made that mistake as a 10-year-old on a relatively inexpensive item that didn't have any effect on my future life or financial situation. And so it was probably a good time to do that. You know, I, I, I had a disappointing afternoon, and I will tell you, as a kid, I had plenty of afternoons that just didn't work out. You know, Evil Knievel was big. I was always trying to jump something, and that usually didn't work out. So... You know, I kind of got used to disappointment as a kid, so it wasn't a bad time to go through that. But as as an adult, it's more important to avoid this kind of mistake, especially on something that can affect our, our, our finances in the future. 
So when we think about investments, we think about insurance, you don't want to find out 20 or 30 years down the road that what you thought you purchased is something completely different. And when it comes to insurance, I have a saying, insurance is only important when you need it. And when you think about that, homeowner's insurance, car insurance, most of the time it's just a bill, right? And you got a little filing cabinet somewhere and you got a stack of papers in there. But when insurance is important is when you need to use it, when you go to file that claim. And today I want to take some time and I just want to talk about long-term care insurance and what you need to know when you're putting a plan in place. And I will just tell you, the inspiration for this show came from reviewing a policy for a client of ours who had brought it in. It was their parents' policy, and they wanted me to review this contract that their parents had because their parents, you know, just said, hey, you know, we're talking about it. And they were saying, yep, we have insurance. We're all covered. We got long-term care insurance. And the kids had looked at it, and, and my client said, can you just review this and tell me what it is? Well, what it was, it ended up being a facility-only policy with just minimum coverage, and a facility was defined as something that had 24-hour skilled nursing available. Now, what is that? That's just fancy talk for a nursing home. So my client's parents had a nursing home-only policy. This was an old policy. that had this policy for almost 30 years. And so they were looking at it, and they said, can you just review this? And I said, yeah, this isn't going to provide home care. It's not even going to technically provide care in assisted living facilities because assisted living facilities don't have 24-7 skilled nursing care. Skilled nursing care is nursing homes. So we went over this, and it was just really an eye-opener for, for my client and for her parents, obviously, because they, you know, they were getting up there, and they were thinking, yeah, we might be using this here pretty soon. We'd like to bring care into our home, or we'd like to know what our options are. We'd like to know how this pays. And really what happened is they got sold this policy. It seemed like a really good deal. The premiums weren't much at all today still. You know, they thought, well, this is a pretty good deal. It's like, well, that's why it's a good deal. It's because the vast majority of people, three out of four people, start their long-term care journey in their home. So if an insurance company can say, well, we're not going to provide care in your home, well, what did they do? They just delayed anybody making a claim because people aren't going to like, Oh, so you're not going to provide care in my home? Okay, we'll just go to a nursing home. I mean, people don't do that. You get put in a nursing home. Nursing home is when you need that 24-7 skill. That's why you're there. So we see a lot of this out there. And, and I want to talk today about some of the key things that you need to understand when you're putting a long-term care plan in place because there's so much misinformation out there. And the problem we have is that when we're buying these plans today, we're going to be looking at something that maybe, hopefully, we never use. But if we do use it, it might be you know 20 years or 30 years down the road. So you really have to have an idea. You have to understand what is being offered, how that policy is going to work in a time of need. And that's what we're going to touch on today. Um, we're going to take our first break a little bit early because I've got a lot of stuff to talk to. So let's go sneak that first break in. And when we come back, I'm going to touch on the key things you need to know before we put that plan in place. I'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family, and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important. A lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is the state's solution is simply a drop in the bucket that will not provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors can provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it, just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for an upcoming free live webinar. Learn how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care. Like the state, we agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options. Attend an upcoming 525 Advisors free live webinar. For the schedule, go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. 
Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and we're back, and uh, thanks for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio if you're listening to us live on the weekend or on the podcast. And if you ever miss one of these episodes, you are listening to it live, you can just always get your smart speaker to play or find us on iTunes. Uh, we've got the podcast available out there everywhere. You did hear a couple ads. We do have classes coming up this month on the 10th and the 15th. So our first class is next Saturday. And then the following Thursday, the 15th, those will be the only two classes we have in December. And that's it for 2022. Hard to believe we're going to be rolling into the next year. And again, the reason why we have the classes is because we get to just kind of roll everything into a nice, tidy little package, what long-term care is, what it pays for, what the government programs do, what's a traditional plan, what's an asset-based plan. And the idea is that when you walk away from that, you can get your questions answered. And then when you're ready to start talking about designing a plan, you understand the basics. We can get past the 101 stuff and just really get down to designing a plan for you. So today, I want to spend some time discussing the key things you need to understand when you're putting a long-term care insurance plan in place. And the idea is to make sure that you don't buy something that you think you're buying that turns out to be something completely different. One of the biggest problems with insurance as a whole, and I'm telling you, auto, home, life, health, go down the list, it's that it's often sold to consumers who have done little or no research. And so if you're listening to this podcast or the radio show, pat yourself on the back right now for just showing a little bit of interest in long-term care because a lot of people don't even do that. And that's why we have that this show is to just really educate you. And so a lot of people, they run into it, they assume they're covered, they buy insurance, they assume that it, the coverage is adequate or it's going to work when they need it. But then they're often surprised by the limitations or the fine print or the exclusions, but they don't find that out till time of claim. So it's kind of like, is somebody selling you fair insurance at a fair price or are they lowballing you on the price and trying to make it up at claim time? And that's what you just need to understand. And also, long-term care insurance is not like home or auto insurance where we can easily switch between insurance companies. As you age, it's going to be harder to qualify for long-term care, and it's also going to be a lot more expensive. I mean, they don't ask you when you're buying a home. They don't ask you how old you are. They ask you, you know, what's the condition of the home? So it's easy to go out and, you know, switch homeowner's insurance if you need to do that. There's a lot of options. But as we age, our long-term care options are going to become very limited and it's going to become a lot more expensive. So you want to make sure that when you head into designing a plan, you get a good plan with a good company that does what it's supposed to do because you might have that plan for for several decades. Now, one of the most important things that you need to verify when you're looking for long-term care insurance is make sure that you're buying legitimate long-term care insurance. Now, what do I mean by that? It seems like, well, I I got long-term care insurance, so how can it not be legitimate long-term care insurance? Well, we've seen an exponential growth in what we call linked benefit plans, also known as hybrid or asset-based long-term care insurance plans. The IRS calls them linked benefit plans because what we're doing is we're linking long-term care insurance with some other asset or some other benefit. That other benefit is going to be either some kind of death benefit that's going to return money to the estate, or it's going to be some kind of tax-deferred savings structured as an annuity. Now, here's what you need to know. Long-term care insurance um, is basically defined as a 7702B rider by the IRS. Chronic illness is a rider that is defined as a 101G. That's the chronic illness rider, and that is not considered long-term care insurance. Now, why does this matter? Because many companies offer life insurance, 
and they're offering annuities with a 101G or what they call the chronic illness rider. The marketing material that you see with some of these policies make it sound just like long-term care insurance, but the policy is actually a chronic illness rider, and it is not long-term care insurance. It does not meet the IRS code for long-term care insurance. Long-term care insurance must be a 7702B, as in boy, rider. Now, you might ask yourself, well, what's the difference? Well, in a nutshell, a 101G or a chronic care rider leave a lot of wiggle a lot of wiggle room for the insurance carrier. You know, and, and what I mean for that is like when you go to trigger a claim, they can have their own rules on how you're gonna trigger a claim. Long-term care insurance doesn't work that way. I don't care which carrier you're with, they're gonna trigger the same way. You need help with two out of six activities of daily living, or you've been diagnosed with a cognitive impairment. The fine print that is used for chronic illness riders often will say the health condition has to be a permanent situation. Now, let's pause on this for a second and discuss. Long-term care insurance says your health needs to be compromised, and this is your, your health care professional saying this. Your health is compromised to a point where you need help with two out of six ADLs or you've got a cognitive impairment, and that condition is expected to last 90 days or more. Does not say it needs to be permanent. It says it's expected to last 90 days or more. So if you have a chronic care writer that says the condition needs to be permanent, well, that's going to bump you out of a lot of situations where long-term care insurance would pay for that situation. So here's some examples of what I mean by that. Complications following uh, orthopedic surgery. For instance, I had a client that fell down. She's only in her 50s, fell down and broke her hip. Well, then she got an infection during the surgery that ended up putting her in a rehab or a nursing home for almost 10 months. She could not negotiate the stairs in her house. She lived in a very small bungalow house with a bedroom upstairs and tight little stairs. She could not live there. So she moved into a nursing home, went through the rehab. It was almost 10 months. Long-term care insurance covered that. Chronic care rider would not cover that. Um, recovering from a stroke. We have over 800,000 strokes in this country a year, and a good majority of people may recover from those. And it may be a year, it may be two years. In fact, I've got a client that had a stroke in his 40s. It took him 10 years before he was eligible for long-term care again, but he made a recovery, and we were able to get him a policy. If you had that stroke and you had a chronic care rider, it would not pay. If you had that stroke and you were recovering from long-term care, long-term care would pay while you're in that recovery, while you still need that help. Another thing might be complications and side effects of an illness like cancer. Many people will go through this in their 50s and 60s. They'll heal up from the cancer. Again, chronic care is not going to give you any benefits while you're going through the treatments or long-term care will because, again, you need help with two activities of daily living. So these are some of the main differences in the internal revenue code for section 101G makes it very clear that chronic care policies cannot be marketed as long-term care insurance, yet the vast majority of the marketing materials out there make it sound like it is long-term care. They use things like skilled nursing. I will pay for skilled nursing. We'll do this. We'll do that. So they go, well, that that sounds like long-term care insurance. But in fact, a chronic care policy all of them must have the following disclosure on it. And it says, this is not intended to be qualified long-term care insurance contract. So you have to look for that. And in fact, a good friend of mine got quoted from a, his insurance agent said, oh yeah, we can take care of that. Because he said, look, I want to get some long-term care insurance. My aunt and uncle both have dementia. I don't want that passed on to my kids. He went to his insurance guy. They said, oh yeah, here's, here's a plan for it. And what it was was a life insurance policy with a 101G or a chronic illness rider. So we still see people with these policies all the time because their advisors sold them life insurance and then they say, oh, well, by the way, we can get you a a chronic care writer on this and then you can use it for long-term care if you need it. And that's what they're doing. And in fact, a survey that was just done for 2021, they they looked at 225,000 linked benefit policies. So this is long-term care insurance issued with something else or a chronic care rider strapped on a a life insurance policy. Out of that 225,000, nearly 150 of them were chronic care riders. Think about that. That's two out of three of these policies. And a lot of those people now, if you knew you're just buying life insurance with a chronic care rider, so be it. But most people in the survey thought they had long-term care insurance two out of three of them did not. They had chronic care riders. Why are these policies sold then? Why are they so popular? 
Well, let's just look at it real quick. And I always tell everybody, you know, if number one, you, you know, follow the money and follow follow the the. the the uh, money to what the problem is, nine out of ten times you're going to find the reason why somebody's selling something. Number one, there's no licensing requirements for the agents to sell this. If they have a life insurance agent uh, license, they can sell a chronic care rider. You have to be licensed and have additional education to sell long-term care insurance, and you have to have that continuing education yearly to do so. So it just makes it more of a hassle for somebody to sell long-term care insurance because they got to go out there and they got to go through additional education and, and keep that continuing education up. There's less risk to the insurance company on a chronic care rider because, again, they control that contract. They can say, well, it has to be a permanent situation or we're not going to pay for this or we're not going to pay for that. So they have more control over it. So it's less risk to the insurance company. It's more control for the insurance company. It's less administration work for the insurance company because, again, a lot of these chronic care riders, they just pay you the benefit. Some of them just give it a lump sum, which doesn't even make it tax-free. And lastly, there are higher commissions for the agent to sell a life insurance policy with a chronic care rider than what he's going to make selling long-term care insurance. And that's just the nuts and bolts of it, folks. So you have to be very, very, very aware that when you're buying a policy and somebody says, oh, you can use it for long-term care insurance, look through that whole thing and make sure that it says 7702B, that that's the rider. Because if you have a 101G, you do not have long-term care insurance. So that's the first thing you need to understand. And I'm telling you what, I I, I see probably a half dozen policies a year that people have bought to say, oh, I have long-term care insurance or my spouse has it, so I just need to get a policy. I'm like, well, what does your spouse have? Well, I have this this, uh, policy through so-and-so. And And I know for a fact that that company doesn't sell long-term care insurance, so I'd like to review it. Sure enough, it's a 101G rider. It was sold to them as long-term care insurance. So just make sure, number one, you're actually getting long-term care insurance. Number two thing you need to know when you're buying a policy. So let's make sure that we have long-term care insurance. Is it true 7702? Is it a facility or is it a comprehensive policy? Now, I don't need to spend a lot of time on this because the vast majority of companies are comprehensive, which means they're going to pay for care in your home, in assisted living, adult daycare, adult family homes, special memory clinics, nursing homes, hospice care. It doesn't matter. You're not limited. That's what they mean by comprehensive. That's the majority of the policies. That's the only types of policies that we sell. However, there are still a couple of companies out there that offer what we call a facility policy, meaning it's defined to pay for benefits only in a facility. Now, some of the companies have defined facilities. They are accepting assisted living facilities, but the old policies used to be skilled nursing only, and there are still a couple of carriers out there that have a skilled nursing only facility policy. We see a lot of that in the group insurance. So if you're offered long-term care insurance through work, for some crazy price, like, you know, $27 a month, be very careful, be very cautious, because if you want to look at that, you want to make sure that it's not a facility-only policy, which is going to limit your care. Because, again, three out of four people receive their care at home. Another thing you want to understand when you're getting that policy is how does that company pay out? Now, remember, long-term care insurance is tax-free to you. What happens with the 101G riders, those are just cash benefits in most cases, meaning they are not going to reimburse you. There's no receipt work. The problem you have is the IRS limits you to how much cash you can get a month for long-term care services, or it's considered taxable. So what happens is you have to make sure that how's that company going to pay out? If it's a cash benefit on a 101G rider and they pay out in a lump sum, they, they're just washing their hands. They're saying, oh, you had $500,000 death benefit. You can use 80% of that for long-term care. You triggered this. Here's $400,000. Well, you've got a problem. You've got a tax problem because you the money that you don't spend on long-term care in that year, you're going to claim as income. And so you don't want that. So you want to know how that policy is paying out. The vast majority of long-term care policies are going to be reimbursement, so there's zero tax issues. A cash indemnity policy on a 7702 is available. Those are very flexible, and as long as you're under that $12,000 a month, the IRS is probably going to leave you alone on that, so understand that. Um, we got to head into a quick break here for the news, but when we come back, I'm going to introduce you to Matthew and Andrea, our clients of the week, and I'm going to show you how we set up an asset-based plan that will be funded over time. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. 
Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. We are um, live every week, so if you're new to the show, you just stumbled across us. We put together a new show every week. We're on uh, several stations uh, throughout the Seattle area, the Denver area, and then we have our podcasts. And, you know, the, the great thing about this is that they're all just based on education. You're going to notice that we're not asking you to call us for a quote. That's not what we do. But we would love you to come to one of our live webinar classes. we got a couple of those coming up this month on next Saturday on the 10th. And you can get all that information on our website. You know, last week I was talking about savings-based plans. And, and people have just been lighting up our phone and our email because we were just talking about how you can basically replace some money at your savings account, still earn interest on that money and get insurance, get, you know, $3 of, of long-term care insurance for every dollar you deposit in your account. And those plans are truly amazing, especially now with the interest rates going up like they have. But the problem you have with the savings-based plan is they can only be funded with a single deposit. You can't make payments in over time. So it's kind of a one and done. You have to reposition money. You can take money out of them that you put in, but you cannot put money back into them without going through the underwriting process again. And then they rewrite it based on your age. So it's really designed as a kind of a single lump sum funded type of program. But what if you want that same type of coverage? You know, at least $3 for every dollar you put in. You want to be able to get more money back than you put into your plan if you don't use it, but you need to fund it over time. Well, you can still do that with asset-based plans, and that's what we're going to touch on this week. And I'd like to introduce you to Matthew, who is 61, and his bride, Andrea, who is 57. They are both still working, and they have three children. Two of them are out of the house, and they still have one living at home. They came to us as they know, you know, they know how important long-term care planning is. Both of Andrea's parents were in a care situation before they passed away. Andrea is the youngest of six children, and she said it was just a mess for the family. It was hard on all of them. Matthew's father passed away after having a stroke. He said he watched his mom struggle for about a year to try to take care of his dad on her own before he passed away. And she is now currently living in assisted living and just burning through the assets. Everything that they worked hard for to save, they're spending down paying for care. So their concerns and the reason why they want to look into this, number one, was they just didn't want to be a burden on their kids. They're older parents and they think, you know, something happens to us. We don't want to put our kids through that. They want to protect their assets. They've got a nice little nest egg. They're like, we'd rather spend our money on other things, you know, hopefully grandkids in the future, traveling, things like that. Um, They want to make sure that if something happens to one of them, that it doesn't leave the other person broke. And this is is interesting because I think a lot of people don't understand this, that statistically, you know, usually if we just look at it from the 10,000-foot view, it's usually the man's going to pass away before the woman. That's not always the case, but a lot of times it is. Or it could be vice versa. The woman passes away. The key is, are they in a care situation or does their health get so compromised to a point? Like I've got a client whose wife is just in her 60s and she is in full-time assisted living from a spinal injury and a head injury. And so, you know, she could live another 10, 20 years like that. So what happens is if one person ends up, you know, their health is compromised and they burn through the assets, that means the other person could be broke in, in their golden years. And so they're really aware of that and they wanted to avoid that. Um, Andrea is adamant about having claim support. She lived through planning for her parents, the arguments with her siblings. She sees how confusing it is, how hard it is on really getting the right level of care for the loved ones. And she said, you know, she just doesn't want her kids to have to try to figure that out on their own. They want some assistance there. And so I took that down. That was a note I took. I said, absolutely. We can look at that. Um, what we found out about them during our conversation, Andrea's a realtor, so she's self-employed. Matthew is a manager for his company. He was going to work at least another five years, maybe longer. He really likes his job. They are both in good shape physically, so we had plenty of options for him. They have retirement accounts. They have cash savings. They own their home, and they also have a rental home that provides them some rental income. 
they have a wedding to pay for next year. So their uh, oldest daughter, their their ch- oldest child, their daughter is going to get married next year. And their youngest child is starting college next year. So they've got those you know liabilities on the horizon that they're looking at. What they wanted from a long-term care plan was they wanted something to help protect their savings. They wanted something that would pay back the estate if they didn't use it. They love the idea of getting, you know, like, look, we'll pay for insurance, but if we don't need it, if that money could go back to the estate, that would be wonderful. And again, claim support. You know, who's on the other end of that phone when you call, when you need help? That was something that was very important to Andrea. They also wanted a plan that would allow them to get care in their own home as well as an assisted living facility or any other type of place that they might need. And they would like a plan that they can fund over time, um, but they did not want to carry payments into retirement. They had plenty of cash. They could have done a one-and-done like the savings-based plan last year. But again, because of upcoming weddings and college expenses, they said, you know, we're still working. We would like to maybe stretch the payments out if we can do that. So that was basically on their wish list. And so here's really what we did for them. Number one, we started looking at our asset-based programs because they'll, you know, they'll pay the estate back if you don't use them. And we also have options to fund them over time. They don't have to be a single pay. We can fund them over time. We can do combination of the two. There's lots of different things we can do to set up an asset-based plan. Matthew and Andrea had savings. And again, they're like, well, technically we could move that money over. And so when I'm looking at somebody's younger and working like this, there's a couple things that I look at. Okay. Here's what it would cost if we just do a single lump sum. Here's what it would cost if we did a payment over time, like 10 payments. We look at the difference in the delta, and that's that time value of money. And if you're still working and you're still earning money and you're still earning interest on your money, sometimes it can make sense to just pay over time versus doing a lump sum. But here's the thing. Andrew was also a business owner, and so by paying over time, I can help them get some tax deductions. The IRS allows you to deduct just like medical insurance, they're going to allow you to deduct long-term care insurance up to limits based on your age every year. And then they increase them a little bit with inflation. So there's going to be a tax deduction form from a business point of view. So those were some of the things we looked at. Um, What we ended up doing was we ended up setting up a plan for them that's going to provide $1 million of long-term care insurance. So again, when I talk about long-term care insurance, I say, you know, think of a bucket of money. So their bucket of money is going to have a million dollars in it today, right out of the gate. They've got a million dollars. If they go into a care situation, they make a claim. Each of them can pull out $10,000 a month or $20,000 if they're both on claim. So they each get $10,000 a month. They can pull that out until that million dollars is gone. So they have a million dollars of total coverage. Each person can use 10000 a month. If one person doesn't use any of it, the other person can use all of it. It's a true joint policy. So just think of one bucket of money. They can each dip into it until that policy is exhausted, until that bucket of money is exhausted so they've got a million dollars. This is, um, again, going to be funded. What we set up with them was a 10 pay. So we're going to do 10 guaranteed level payments. So they're going to write a check for $31,782 every year for 10 years. So that means at the end of the 10 years, they're done. They've paid $317,000 into the plan. The plan is completely funded. So remember last week, we were talking about for every dollar you deposit, you get $3 of long-term care insurance. Well, because of their age, and again, we're, we're, we're talking about, you know, long-term care is based, the pricing is going to be based on your health and your age, but we're sitting here looking, we're saying, well, okay, we've got a 61 and a 57-year-old, they're actually going to get a little bit more than $3 for every dollar they put into their plan, plus they're putting their money in over time. They're not just walking up front and doing a lump sum, and that's why that's advantageous to 10 pay for, for people in their 50s and early 60s, versus if they're in their early 70s, the, the most efficient way to do it would be a single pay if they had the money. But they're going to just make 10 payments of $31,000. Here's the kicker on this plan. If they don't use their plan, they never trigger a claim, and they pass away, $500,000 is going to be paid back to the estate tax-free. So again, we started off in the show talking about linked benefits. We're linking long-term care insurance with another benefit. When we're paying in over time like this, it is not a savings base or an annuity-linked program. It's a life insurance program. So basically, that $31,000 
they're putting in is buying $500,000 of life insurance that can be used for long-term care. And it's also buying a second bucket of money for another $500,000 of long-term care. So they've got a total of a million dollars of long-term care, but if they don't use it, they get $500,000 paid back. Now, remember, if they just make one payment into the plan, guess what? And they go out and they get hit by the bus and they're gone. $500,000 is paid back to the estate. You don't have to pay all 317 in to activate that death benefit. That death benefit kicks in day one. So this is a little bit more stricter on underwriting compared to just the basic savings-based plans because, number one, you're not giving the insurance company all the money up front, so there's more risk for the insurance company. But they also have that additional risk of paying out that death benefit of something, you know, you did meet an untimely death. But think what that does for them. If something happens to them right away, they've got a wedding coming up, they got a kid going to school, something happens to them, there's another $500,000 tax-free that's paid back to the estate. And that's going to happen off of the first payment. So that's not what we're buying it for, but I'm just trying to explain how these plans will really work. So again, $317,000 goes into the plan over 10 years. $500,000 is paid back to their estate one way or the other. However, they have a total of a million dollars of long-term care insurance. And so what I mean by that when I say 500000 is paid back, you just want to look at linked benefits, two buckets that are welded together. They're linked together. Bucket one is the life insurance. If you use less than $500,000, the difference is paid back. Once you use up $500,000, well, guess what? Now you're just pulling out a bucket two, and you have another $500,000. So that's how you get a million dollars of long-term care. If we look at a chronic care rider on a life insurance policy, they would say, well, you have $500,000 of death benefit. You can use a percentage of that for long-term care. That's it. That's the difference. On a long-term care policy, we have additional long-term care coverage. We have additional leverage. So they're getting a little more than three-to-one leverage on their money. They're putting this money in over time. They're also going to get some tax deductions out of this plan because, again, she's a business owner, Andrea, so she gets to deduct some of that premium every year. And right now, for a 61-year-old next year, it's going to be $4,700 a year that you can deduct. For a 51- to 60-year-old, it's about 1800 So in a couple of years, they're going to be able to deduct well, by then, it'll be probably $5,000 per person because they raise those limits every year. But pretty soon, they're a couple of years, they're going to be able to deduct $10,000 of that $30,000 as a business expense. And it does not change the long-term care policy. It still comes back to them tax-free. Um, other features of this plan, which are just great, they get a $20,000 um, bonus for basically home improvement or medical equipment. So that's, again, tax-free that they can pull out of this plan. So they could get their $10,000 a month. They can pull out another $20,000 for home improvement and medical equipment. So that's things like wheelchair ramps, grab handles, stair lifts, things you need to make your home a safe environment to age in. If you're in a care situation, you would also get $20,000 for training. That's if you want a family member to take a class on medication management or a class on cognitive impairment or whatever it is. There's zero-day waiting period for home and community care. And again, the waiting period, I go on claim. How many days do I have to wait before the policy starts paying the benefits to me? A traditional policy standard is 90 days. This policy is zero-day waiting for home and community care. It's got a waiver premium built in, and this is something that we kind of skipped past. They're making 10 payments of 31782 So let's just say at year five, uh, Matthew gets in a car accident, and he's on claim for two years in rehab, and then he heals up. So he would make the, they would make the first five payments. They would skip payment six, payment seven. They'd come back, and they'd make payments eight, nine, and ten, and the policy would be fully paid. So once somebody is on claim, you don't have to make any payments. On these joint policies, one person's on claim, they're going to waive the premium for both of them. So that's what's very unique about this program. So that waiver premium's built in. Again, the same in the death benefit. If something happens to them and there are only a couple payments in, they get the full death benefit. They also have an assigned consultant to them and their family when they go on claim. So, I mean, folks, think about what this did for them. Very similar to what we're doing with all these asset-based plans. We're trying to get some leverage. We're trying to get some guarantees, and we're getting our money back. In this case, we're getting a couple hundred thousand dollars back, almost more than what we're putting in. You know, they're gonna if they make all ten payments, they only put three seventeen in. They're guaranteed to get at least five hundred back. But should they need long-term care, they've got a million dollars of coverage. That means they're buying a dollar of care for thirty-one cents. That's the difference, right? 
They have immediate coverage. They have that immediate peace of mind. They have a guarantee to get more money back than they put in. They're able to fund this over time with level payments. They're able to get tax deductions on part of the premium. And this is something that can never be taken away from them, meaning that they have the policy in place. If their health changes, they're diagnosed with an illness, they get in an accident, it doesn't matter. They cannot lose this coverage. The coverage is in place. So just a fantastic plan. And folks, I will tell you that that's why, you know, we look at your situation. A lot of people will say, I want a one and done. Great. If you're in a situation that makes the most sense, great. But for a lot of my clients, even if they have the assets, like we could have done a one and done for them. They could have come up with the $300,000. It wouldn't have been 317. It would have been maybe say 270 right up front or 260. But the difference is they, they, they didn't need to do that. They were still working. They're generating cash flow. They could get some tax deductions by spreading it out over time, and they can keep their assets working for them and know that they're going to have a fully paid-up plan in 10 years. And so that is what really just worked out well for this particular client. So that's why we bring this client of the week to you. I've got to head into my final break, but stick around. I've got a little bit more, and then we'll get her all wrapped up. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes. Guarantee the quality of your care and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. I've told you about how my wife and I first started working with Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Many years ago, a retirement planner said that we were in pretty good shape, except we did not have long-term care coverage. I didn't really even know much about it at the time, but we started doing some research, and we found out the best person in our region, Brian Ott, 525 Advisors. He's also the best in the country, and it's not just me saying that. For the fifth year in a row, Brian has received the award as the top advisor in the country for long-term care plans with lifetime benefits. And Brian says he couldn't do it without my listeners because you get it, and you know how to take care of your family. Long-term care planning is about protecting the people you care about, and the government is not going to do it for you. That's why my wife and I put a plan in place with Brian. If we get lucky and don't need it, our plan will pay our estate back. Get the peace of mind knowing your family's protected. Contact my friends at 525 Advisors and work with the best. Find out more at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. All right, and we're back. Uh, Thanks again for uh, sticking around if you've been with us through the whole program. And if you missed any of this, again, you can always get our podcast. You can go to our website at 525longtermcare.com. Get them. You can just ask your smart speaker to pay play long-term care radio podcast um, and we keep about a year's worth of those podcasts out there at all times and so just a great way for you to be able to go back in and listen to any especially this client of the week so i know numbers are hard on the radio so um, but that's what long-term care is we we got to talk about the numbers and you know one of the big things that we always get when we're coming down to this i started off talking about um, you know things you need to know when you're putting a plan in place so you make sure that you don't buy something that you think is one thing and it turns out to be another thing. You know, you want to avoid that. But one of the most common mistakes and one of the most common questions I get out there, should I buy long-term care insurance? And, you know, I Googled this week, I Googled, is long-term care insurance worth it? 
And I'll tell you what, there's just, I got lost, just absolutely lost in the, the different articles and the various opinions that people have out there. But there was one particular article that really caught my eye, and it was by Insurance Information Institute. So think about that. The Insurance Information Institute, that sounds pretty legitimate, right? So I started reading this article, and it gave me pause due to the misinformation and just the tone and the approach of how they were talking about long-term care insurance. It says, if you expect to have very little money in retirement, you should not buy long-term care insurance because it will only save the state money and not you. Meaning that, hey, let's face it, if you don't have a lot of money, you're going to end up on Medicaid. The state pays for Medicaid, so why buy the insurance? You're just saving the state money. But if you have to live in one of four states, then you might want to look into it because if you live in California, Connecticut, Indiana, or New York, they have the partnership program. So then you might want to consider that. The partnership program says, hey, if you have long-term care insurance, you use that first, you run out of money, you don't have to spend all your assets down to get on Medicaid because that's what they forget to tell you is to get Medicaid, you got to be broke. If you're a single person, basically spend your assets down to about $2,000. The problem with that statement in this article is, folks, that was like 1990s. I mean, we got 48 states that have the partnership program. And so, again, it just complete, you know, misinformation on that. And you're not going to sit there and say, well, okay, they have the partnership program, so I can keep my $200,000 if I end up on Medicaid versus, oh, we don't have the state partnership program, so I'll just go on Medicaid. Well, they forgot to tell you that you got to spend your $200,000 down anyway. So that was something that really caught my eye. But then the article goes on. If you expect to have a lot of money. Their financial advisor, they quote, says $1.5 million is a lot of money outside of your property. So outside of the equity in your home, if you have about $1.5 million, you should also probably not buy and plan to pay for care out of pocket. That is, as a regular expense and treat it as you do any other bill. I could not believe it when I read that. I mean, folks, I can't make this stuff up. This this is someone's – and I always, I always wonder when I read these things, is somebody actually getting paid to, to, to write this stuff? Are, are they making a living doing this? And it's just the problem. I mean, why, why would anybody do this? The, you know, if you look at our client of the week – and you say, well, they can self-insure, and they could have. They, they had enough money. They had enough assets. They had rental property. They, can, you know, they might have had to sell something they didn't want to, but they had enough money outside of their home. They had more than $1.5 million. But why? Why would you do that? Why would you pay $1.30 or more for a dollar of care when you can get it for $0.31? Cents? I mean, and that's what they're missing on this insurance stuff. A married couple has a 92% chance that they're going to use long-term care. And with these asset-based plans, and I will give it maybe this article some credit there. It just goes to show that, I mean, let's face it, asset-based plans have been around for close to 30 years. It was the Pension Protection Act in 2010, so we're already talking another 12 years that really made these popular. So this article is really, uh, I mean, I just I, I can't figure out who wrote this or why or if it was something they just pulled out of an archive from 30 years ago. So maybe they don't know about asset-based plans. But when you're looking at the wealthy people and you're saying, if you have X amount of assets, you shouldn't look into long-term care insurance. You should just pay it like any other bill. To me, that's the equivalent to telling somebody, if you've got $1.5 million of, of assets outside of your house, you don't, don't, you should shop at 7-Eleven. You don't get to go to Costco. Just shop at 7-Eleven, pay full retail price for whatever, you know, pay the $8 for the, the four ounces of mayonnaise and just be happy because you've got enough money to cover it. I, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. And the reason why I bring this up and I talk about this stuff, folks, is because when you're jumping out there on the internet, the number one reason why people say they don't have a plan, they don't have long-term care insurance, is because it's too expensive. And, 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 and if you look at our client of the week or you look at the savings-based plan that we did last week, you're, you're, you're repositioning assets. You're going to get more money back than you put into the plan one way or the other. But should you need long-term care, not only do you get this, this, this plan that's going to provide claim support and, and make it easier on your family, you're going to be paying $0.30 cents for a dollar of care instead of $1.25 because you had to sell a rental property or you had to sell some stocks and pay the capital gains tax. 
So it's just a more efficient way to self-insure. And I want to be very clear on that. It's a more efficient way to self-insure. You already have a plan if you've got a million dollars. That's self-insuring. Guess what? That's all these asset-based plans do. You're walking into the insurance company either with a lump sum of money or you're walking in and giving them $300,000 over 10 years. Well, guess what? When you go on claim, you're spending that money back first. You're spending the money you gave them. That's the way all insurance works, right? We pay our homeowner's insurance for 30, 40, 50 years, and then we have a fire and we make a claim. They're giving us that money that we paid in back first. Right, And if we we spend more than our premiums, then we're dipping into the insurance. Well, these asset-based plans aren't any different. So you just have to really be aware of the advantages of having a plan versus having just cash sitting in a coffee can is that, A, you've got an 800 number, you've got a team of professionals, they're going to help you, they're going to understand the language, they're going to guide you, you're going to get the care that you deserve by somebody that's trained and knows how to provide that care. They're just going to make that a lot easier on you. Again, your house burns down, you got to go out and get a rebuild, find a contractor, find the permits, figure all that on your own, or do you just let the insurance company take care of business? Because you know what? They've rebuilt a the house before. They know how to find a contractor. They know how to make sure it's built to code. They know how to make sure you're not getting overcharged. Those are some of the benefits that insurance does. Then stack on top all the savings and the efficiency. There is no reason not to do them. So I get a little fired up. I admit it. I stand on my soapbox. But when I read articles like this on the internet, just be careful, folks. Thank you for your interest. Thank you for tuning in. I'm going to get to work. I'll be back next week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important. A lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is the state's solution is simply a drop in the bucket that will not provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors can provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it, just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for an upcoming free live webinar. Learn how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care. Like the state, we agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options. Attend an upcoming 525 Advisors free live webinar. For the schedule, go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com.